Father, we just come before you right now, Lord God. Father, I just pray, Father God, for every single person in this room tonight, Father. Lord, I pray, Father God, for the women in the women's home, Father, for the men in the men's home, Lord. Father, I pray, God, that every single person in this room, God, would experience the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, I pray, God, that not one person, God, would leave this place the same, Lord. Father, I know, God, what it's like to be sitting in a chair and, Father God, wanting to hear from you, Lord, needing to hear from you, Lord. And God, I just pray, God, that tonight, Lord, you would release your spirit into this room, God. That you would awaken hearts, God. Awaken the dead, God. Lord, bring revival, God, to those, God, who are falling asleep, Lord. And God, bring change to our lives, God. Because more than ever, God, in these end times, Lord, we need change in our life, God. So, Father, I ask you, God, Father, to anoint me for service, Father. In the name of Jesus, all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Everyone said, Come on, someone say Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. How many guys, if you were really honest with yourself tonight, you would say that you need some change in your life tonight. Amen. If you see uh, what, what goes on inside of a church, there's a lot of activity. But how many guys know there can be a lot of activity and not a lot of change happening? And what we need is personal revival. Someone say revival. Come on, how many guys know that we need absolute change in our lives? Amen? In order for us to change, we're going to have to get a hold of God. God's going to have to get a hold of us. Amen? Check this out. I want you guys to listen to this. One of the biggest lies that the enemy would ever speak into your life is to tell you that you cannot change. One of the biggest lies the enemy would ever speak into your life, it was to tell you that you cannot change, to get you to believe that you could not change, that your life will never change, and that your circumstances will never change, and that you will be forever stuck in that same place, doing the same thing, unable to change. But how many guys know that with God, there's change in the house? How many guys know with God that there is change in the house? Because we serve a God of change, although God never changes. How many of you guys know that he produces change in our lives? Someone say the devil is a liar. See, change is possible, but the devil does not want you to believe that you can change. There are many of you sitting in here tonight who do not believe that God can change your life. You feel like you're just going through the religious emotions. You feel like you're just going through the religious activity. But deep down on the inside, there is something that's yearning, that's longing for, that's needing for God to come and touch your life. See, there may be some of you here today, you may not even be a Christian, but you know that your life needs something to change. And so somehow you came through a flyer, you came through a personal invite. For whatever reason, you walk through these doors and you feel the need for change in your life. Maybe you're a Christian here tonight and you are on stuck mode. And you're saying, I need change in my life. I need something to happen. God, I need you to open my eyes. Lord, I need you to open my ears. God, I need you, God, to stir me up from the inside, God. Father, I need you to wake me up, Lord. God, I need you to shake me awake. Because we need change in our lives. See, but you need to know something about change. How many of you guys know change don't come easy? In fact, it's impossible apart from the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. How many guys know that many people 
try to change apart from Christ. But how many guys know that change doesn't last? Amen. How many guys have tried changing before apart from Jesus? Amen. Come on. How many guys honestly, you tried changing before? Amen. You were strung out on that pipe. You were putting needles in your arms. You were drinking that bottle. You were sleeping around. You were doing this. You were doing that. And you were stuck in that lifestyle. You were stuck in that way. And something inside of you wanted to change. You tried changing this. You tried changing that. But nothing ever seemed to change. The only thing that will lead us to change is the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Listen. You can change your behavior. You can change your looks. Amen. You can change your behavior. You can change your looks. You can change where you live. You can change your job. Guess what? You can change your spouse. You can change your lover. But it doesn't mean that you've changed. Let's say that again. It doesn't mean that you've changed. See, you could change everything about you and you could change everything around you. But still, there can be one thing that's left unchanged. And that's you. The person that you are. The person that you're becoming is not anything good. You're staying stuck in the same place. And change is not happening in your life. See, if there's one thing that I've learned, how many guys know that you learn some things after a little while? You guys bumped your head and learned some things before. If there's one thing that I've learned so far in my life, it's that we're creatures of comfort. How many guys know that we don't like change in our life? If we're real honest, we don't like nothing to mess with us. We don't want nothing to disrupt our comfort zone. We don't want anything to cause the, us to change the way we think, to change the way we have to live. But God is calling us to live a life of change tonight. A life that requires transformation. A life that requires full surrender. A life that requires all, everything you got. All that you have within you. Everything you got. God is calling for all of that. See, we will never change until the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain that's going to cost a change. I mean, guys know that pain is a bit of an educator in our life. Amen. Pain is an educator in our life. And if we don't hurt bad enough, how many guys are some knuckleheads up in here? Come on. How many guys got hard heads up in here? Amen. How many guys are stubborn up in here? Any stubborn heads up in here? Come on. Yeah, I should hear more, no more noise than that. Hallelujah. How many guys know that until the pain begins to overwhelm us, we'll never see the need for change? Until the pain hurts bad enough where we say, I can no longer take it. Lord, I tap out. God, I need you to come over and take my life. I need you to take my heart. I need you to change my mind. I need you to change everything about me, Lord. Change me, God, because I can't change myself. Change is so important tonight. We have to make sure that we are fighting, that we're contending for God's change in our life. Because you can change all the external things. You could change the things on the outside. Guess what? I like my pastor put a post up. He said, you can be sober and go to hell. You could be recovering and going to hell. There has to be a change that takes place deep down on the inside. 
Let me ask you a question. Are things going to have to get worse before things change? How many of you guys are on cruise control tonight? And you're saying that, you know what, I don't have to change. I can just put it on cruise control because nobody knows the difference and I'm pretty good. Ain't no one going to no know. But let me tell you something. God knows. And the devil knows. The devil is just waiting for his opportunity to bust you. And you say amen. See, it's been said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and yet expecting a different result. How many of you guys have lived some insane lives before? Come on, how many of you guys are honest? You've lived some insane lives before. You did the same thing over and over and over and over again. And yet you couldn't figure out why nothing was changing. Right? You couldn't figure your head was like this. Someone say, hello. No one's home. Come on. But God wants change tonight. Can you say amen? See, I don't stand here tonight because I'm a, such a great guy or because I'm all that in a bag of chips. The truth be told, I'm a very, very messed up man. I'm a very broken man, just like the next person. Amen. I mean, God, God has changed me. God has fixed some things in my life. I'm not the same exact man that I used to be. I mean, I know that's a good thing. Amen. Is there any broken people up in the house? Come on. Is there some people who need some help in the house tonight? Come on, there's some people who said, you know what? I don't have my act all together. I need Jesus to come and change me. I need something to happen on the inside. Hallelujah. The title of my sermon tonight is, Lord, I want to change. See, and I, I titled this sermon, and this is what was on my heart, is because I remember when I, was, when I was at my worst. You guys remember when you were at your worst? Huh? You guys remember when you were at your worst? When you were at your worst... See, let me tell you something. Some people, they can, they can brag about all the years they did in the penitentiary. They can brag about all this and they can brag about all that. Look, I can tell you one thing is that I was a beat up, broken man. Amen? And I can tell you this, is that I was a slave to my sin. Am I talking to anybody tonight? See, because I did not know how to change. See, I, I came from a background where... Drugs was a normal part of my background. And see, a lot of people was like, some people were kind of like just partiers. Amen. I mean, guys just, you guys just party. You just dabblers. Amen. Amen. Weekend warriors. Amen. Any weekend warriors? <laughs> Look, I wasn't a dabbler. Okay. I was a garbage can. Okay. And I never thought that my life would end up into the place where it would end up. I never thought that I would end up a slave to my sin. I was pursuing freedom, doing what I thought I wanted to do, only to end up in a prison cell of my heart. Amen? I was doing everything that I wanted. I did all the things that I thought were going to bring me life. I did all the things that I thought were going to bring me pleasure. I did all the things that I thought I wanted to do. But those very things betrayed me. Those very things turned on me. Those very things stabbed me in my back and put me as a hostage in a prison cell for my own life. 
And I'm here to tell you tonight, from one broken person to another broken person, that church is not a place where everybody has it together. Amen. Church is not a place where everybody has it together. Because I really firmly believe that if there's going to be genuine revival, if there's going to be genuine change, it's going to be because people get broken before the Lord. It's going to be because people get honest before the Lord. Because people lay down their lives on the altar and say, Lord, inspect me. God, change me. God, help me. I'm a helpless man. I'm a helpless woman. Lord, I need you tonight. And it's only when you come to the place of desperation. I want to say desperation. Where God will begin to break into your life. You see, I wish I could say I was one of those really strong men who was able just to hold my mug. But I, was, I got to the place where the devil was pimping me out. All right? I was one of those people, man. Yeah. I had my good times, okay? But I, no one knew the price I paid for my sin. See? And I never knew that when I first smoked some weed and smoked a cigarette as a kid and took a little drink here and a little drink there, I never knew that it was going to evolve to me doing lines and smoking a glass pipe and putting needles in my arms. And ending up homeless and sleeping on, on bathrooms with, with pee on the ground. See, I don't have a lot of things to be proud of. I know men who are proud of their past. I don't have things to be proud of. I'm happy because I have a Savior. Amen. I'm happy I have a Savior who brought change into my life. See? I never thought I could become anything. I never thought I could believe. I was stuck in my addiction. The reason I did drugs so much is because I did not want to face the man in the mirror. I did not want to face the person in the mirror. I did not want to deal with my pain. I did not want to deal with my agony. I did not want to deal with the issues in my life. I wanted to run away from everything that brought pain in my life. I wanted to run away from everything that held me responsible. I wanted to run away from everything that, that, that sought to put me in its power. I was a weak man. And today I'm still a weak man. The only thing that holds me together is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only thing that holds me together is the power of the Holy Spirit. The only thing that holds me together is God's love on a cross for me. Amen. The only thing that holds me together is to know that God will take my deepest, darkest, ugliest, blackest sin and make it white as snow. That when God looks at me, he doesn't see a slave of sin. He sees a child. He sees me from all eternity. You see, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that God put eternity in our hearts. How many of you guys know that you were built with eternity in your heart? And that's why there's this God-shaped hole. And for some of you, you might have experienced lots of things in life because you want to go after this. You want to go after that. You want to go after this and that. Trying to fill that void in your life. Trying to fill that hole in your life. Trying to fill all those things. Trying to get something 
to quiet the scream of your soul. You guys with me tonight? And I, I knew that there had to be something more for my life. I knew there was something more. But I didn't know what. I didn't know about God. I didn't know about Jesus. I didn't grow up in a house where they talked about God. I didn't grow up in a house where church was a normal thing. All I had was the little bits and pieces that I heard off of TV or I heard off of other people. And there was things in my life I didn't know how to make sense out of them. I didn't have a picture of who God was. I didn't know about the grace of God. And then, you know what? And to be truthful, when I did learn, I didn't care either. Because I was mad at this God who did all these things to me. I mean, has ever blamed God for some things in your life? Amen. If I could tell you my testimony, my one, all the stuff with the drugs and the sex and, and being all out there and being stupid and being a garbage can and just being all out there doing nonsense, all those things are just external things, man. The thing that was in my life is I didn't have any purpose. I didn't have any destiny. I didn't have anything to dream for. I didn't have anything to live for. There was no one who spoke into my life and said, you can live, you can dream, you can do something. I didn't have a father there to help me. My, me and my dad are close today. But my dad wasn't always a Christian. Just like I haven't always been a Christian. And there was a gaping hole in my heart that longed to be loved, that longed to, to ease my pain for someone to come and, and comfort me and help me and tell me who I am. Am I speaking to anybody? See, men may try to hold their mug, but I'm here to tell you, men, that you need love the same way I needed love. You needed God to do something in your life the way I needed something in my life. See, I never grew up and said I wanted to be a crackhead. I never wanted to be a, a meth head. I didn't want to be a tweaker. I didn't want to be a hype. I didn't want to be a homeless guy. I didn't want to be the guy saying, oh, he's at the door again. Hopping around from house to house. Let me tell you something. What brings glory to God is telling on myself and exposing my shame. Let me tell you something. I want to give hope to people who need hope tonight. For people who need something to happen in their life. You're saying, you know what? You think people come up here and talk, they're good at talking or whatever. It ain't about that, man. It's about having an encounter with Jesus Christ. I can still remember, guys, I can still remember a day in my life. I was spun out. I was so gone, just gone. Paranoid, I mean, beyond, beyond looking through the current paranoid, just gone, like paralyzed in my head. Has there ever been there before? Just paralyzed. Amen. And I remember I hadn't showered. I didn't have nowhere to go. And I only went to certain places when I had dope to give. Amen. You guys ever been there before? Amen. You only had the dope friends. Amen. And I remember... I remember walking to a bus station. I smelled so bad. I smelled so bad. It was a stench. And I remember going onto that bus, and I remember sitting down, and I remember just people going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is that smell? And it was a combination of 
meth and sweat and funk. Hello. Let me tell you something. I came to a place. Why do I tell you all that? Because it's only when you experience enough pain in your life that you're going to say, Lord, I need you to change me. Because I would not submit to God. I would not allow God to have his way in my life. And I'm here tonight not to give you a fancy sermon. I really want to speak to your heart. I really want to tell you something that would change you. If you're here today and you don't know Christ, I'm here to reach out to you to let you know that God loves sinners. And that God has a heart for sinners. That God has a heart for prodigals. That God has a heart for those that that are not good enough. God has a heart for failures tonight. Is there any failures in here tonight? See, and the reason I, I felt compelled to, to preach this message, I even felt really, really nervous. I even told Pastor Marty, I said, pray for me, man. I can't, I can't breathe. I don't know what's wrong with me, you know? And I'm not like, usually I'm ready. I'm like, what's up? You know what I mean? Ready to act stupid. And I, I just couldn't, today I couldn't get out and there's something inside of me. And I just think, you know what, there must be someone here today that's going to get saved. Amen. There must be someone here that, that their life is going to be changed today. There must be somebody here that's going to cross over from eternal darkness to light. There must be someone here who's no longer going to be a, a hostage of the devil and enter into the light. There must be someone here tonight that you're going to be set free. There must be someone here tonight where God's going to break some chains on your life. See, it took me coming to the end of myself and to the end of my resources. I no longer had strength of my own to put up a fight. It took the devil running me down into the ground and me realizing what have I become? I was a shell of a man, broken inside. My eyes would be wet all the time because I couldn't even look at somebody in the face because of what I had become. You may not identify with some of that stuff, but this is my story. Can you say amen? And I was busted and disgusted. And I had no hope in my life. I had nothing to look forward to. And there came a point in time in my life where I felt I was trying to do good. And I remember the devil just kept saying, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. And I remember I came to a place where I was in the room, this is later, a different time, but this is where I actually gave my life to the Lord. I was in an apartment, still boxes around, and I was living with three different faces. Amen. And I remember all I wanted to do was kill myself. I had no reason to have hope. I didn't have a relationship with God. I had nothing to look forward to. And something kept saying, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. And I don't know if you've ever felt evil before. 
You guys ever felt the presence of evil before? Okay, I'm talking the real stuff, amen? Where you felt the evil come in the room and you feel the weight of the ugliness of that presence. And I remember I wanted to kill myself. And I didn't know what I was going to do yet. I had access to a gun. I had access to other things. All I knew is that when you come to that place in your heart, I was going to cross over. And that's where something broke in the atmosphere. And something said, cry out to Jesus. And I remember I just started crying out to Jesus. And just something just flooded the room and just filled me. And just filled me and filled me and filled me. And just kept flooding me and 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 flooding me. And man, I just crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. Oh my God, I just felt the presence of God on my life. I just felt God just come in and just wrap his arms around me. And I remember like a big dummy, amen. I remember I got radically saved. I got radically saved. I walk, I was, look, I got, I got saved. I was spun out. I was spun out when I got saved. I was spun out my mind. I was spun out my mind. I had dope. I didn't, I had dope. Okay. So it wasn't just because it was a bad day. I couldn't get high. Amen. I had some money. Like I said, there was good days and bad days. But I remember the spirit of God flooded me and just took over my life. And I remember that all the brokenness and all the pain and all the hatred and all the things that were in my heart, all the things that were in my life, something just broke, man. And God, something filled up my life. And it was the presence and the power of God. It wasn't about religion. I wasn't in no church. I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And I remember, I remember having a hold of the only Bible I could find in the house. And I remember putting on the only CD that I had that was close to Christian. It was just some girl singer, Jennifer Knapp. Amen. That my, my, my aunt had given me, hoping that I would listen to it. It was whack. Like something. There's some little, like, folk singer, Christian folk singer, amen? I don't know. I thought I would like it. I don't know. But I remember I put it on. And she just started singing. It was the most beautiful words I ever heard in my life. She was just talking about the love of God. And guess what? I didn't have no one to be cool in front of. I didn't have anything that I had to put a front on. There was nothing that I had cared about. All I cared was that something came into my life and changed me. That something came into my life. God gave me a brand new heart. When I couldn't do for myself, God did it for me. What I couldn't do for myself, God did it for me. God made me a new creation. I was born again. I was born again, man. 
It was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my life. The most beautiful thing I ever experienced in my life. It wasn't about trying harder to be good. Because I already knew that I sucked at that. And I remember God flooded me. I broke down. I don't even remember how long. I was just crying and crying and crying. And no one was there, just me and Jesus. Just me and Jesus. The demons bounced. Amen. The demons bounced. Amen. And I remember just being flooded and flooded and flooded and flooded. And then I remember I got a Bible. And I walked straight outside. And I started walking all the way down the street in front of everybody with the Bible straight up in the air. Say, Jesus, save me, man. Jesus, save me, man. Jesus, save me, man. Like a big old fool. Like a big old fool, unashamed. I didn't care. Jesus saves. Jesus saves, man. Jesus save me. Can you tell I tell you I was happy? I was happy. I was happy. For the first time in my life, I was happy. Oh, God is good. God is good. How much of a sermon is it? <laughs> I want you to know today that that same God exists today. That same God exists today. And I know that there are people sitting right now in the church house. You're messed up. You may smile like I preached last time. How are you? Fine. I mean, you gotta know we ain't fine. But I'm gonna tell you something. Before I met Jesus, I was all messed up, and Jesus saved my life. Radically changed me. How I many you guys know that even after you get saved, even after you get saved, things happen? Anyone ever been there before? See, and I came to a place in my life where things happened in my life. And I didn't think God would allow certain things to happen in my life. Because finally, 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 I got the answer to life, right? Like I was already a mess up. I was already a failure. I was already a reject. I was already all those things, right? And then finally I meet Jesus Christ, right? He comes, he changes me, he makes me stronger, amen? I'm serving God, and then boom, I get a hit that takes me out because I didn't think that could happen, amen? I remember I got so mad at God. I got so mad at God. I remember I grabbed my Bible. And I threw it across the room. And from there, it was a few years' journey as a prodigal. Because it was one thing to be a failure and not know God. It's another thing to be a failure when you know God. And long story short, you guys know it's no fun being a prodigal. You guys know you can't get high the same way you used to. <laughs> Huh? Huh? You can't be around the same way you used to. Huh? 
Hello. Things are different when you got the Spirit of God living inside of you. Amen. How many guys know things are different when you got the Spirit of God living inside of you? I remember it took me a year, just a couple years. The prodigal story of the prodigal son. The son, it says he came to himself and he started walking back to the father's house. How many guys know that a lot of a lot of things happen as you start walking back to the father? Amen. There's a lot of thoughts that come into your mind. You wonder if he's going to take you back. You wonder how is he ever going to repair everything I've messed up. How can I ever be restored after I've known the truth and walked away from the truth? How could I ever be fixed after I was already fixed and I got broken again? You guys know it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God that fixes messed up, dirty backsliders. It's the grace of God that fixes people who mess up their life. It's the grace of God, amen, when you turn around to go back to the Father's house. How many know that God's arms are extended? Your Father's looking over. He says, where's my son? Where's my daughter? And I'm here today to tell you that God loves you. And you want revival in your life, it's only going to be found in the grace of God. It's only going to be found as God does a work in your heart. Please don't let religion kill you. Don't let religion kill you. Don't let being religious kill you. What do I mean? It means you just do church stuff. But you ain't doing nothing with Jesus. Jesus ain't no longer the king of your heart. Jesus no longer sweeps you off your feet. Jesus no longer makes your heart beat in the morning. Jesus no longer makes you excited. You're no longer passionate about Jesus. Excited to see your Jesus. All I got is Jesus, man. All I got is Jesus. You guys knowing that's all I'll ever need. Amen. You dish the sermon, brother. Yes. <laughs> How many guys know that it took pain? We'll say pain. Pain comes in many forms. Many forms, whether it's emotional pain, and you don't know why your life hurts, you don't know why your soul hurts, and then mental pain, you, you just feel stuck in your head, you feel tormented in your mind, right? Whether it's the pain of relationships, because everything's messed up, you've messed up too many things, you've gone so far and God may forgive you. How many of you guys know that people don't forget? And there's a lot of things that you have to go through if you're going to go through change and let God change you. See, this walk ain't easy and it's messy. Amen? I want to say messy. See, God only deals with messy kids. Amen? How many of you guys know that? See, God loves you so much. Amen? You can run up to him with your little cock all over your butt and he'll pick you up. Amen? You smelling like pee-pee and cock all over. He'll pick you up, amen, because he's daddy, amen, because he's daddy, amen. And I'm here today to tell you about a God who will never turn his back on you, amen. But 
we always need to be changing. And when the changes come, we need to make sure that we're changing and responding in the right way. Hallelujah, I don't even know what to say no more. <laughs> but if there's some things, I just want to take a look. You guys are familiar with the woman at the well. You guys are familiar with the woman at the well. I just want to read a portion of scripture to you because, you know, I'm not the only life that's changed. You guys know there's some, you're sitting next to some miracles in this house. Amen. Come on, put your hands together if you're a miracle in this house. And I know it's nothing fancy tonight. It's just heart. Amen. You could hear good preaching on the radio. Or, amen. <laughs> the Gospel of John chapter 4 verses 15 through 19. I want you to see something. The Bible says, this is a mid-conversation mid between Jesus and the woman at the well. It says, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I will never be thirsty again. And I won't, I won't have to come here to get water. And Jesus said, go and get your husband. Jesus told her, she said, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth, sir, the woman said. You must be a prophet. <laughs> I kind of trip out. She's like, man, you hit that one on the head. <laughs> That's, you got a spiritual gift there, sir. Amen. But why do I bring that up? Because the number one thing, okay, besides the grace of God, if you need change, if you want change in your life, you want real change to take place in your life, you're tired of being stuck, you're tired of things being the same, I want you to know that you're going to have to be confronted by truth. Jesus was talking to this woman. This woman, how many guys know she was looking for love in all the wrong places? She was looking for love in all the wrong places. And see, the Bible said that he confronted her with truth. And he said, the man you're with, you're not even married to. How many of you guys know that truth hurts? Amen? Someone say truth hurts. See, and Jesus wasn't afraid to hurt her. How many of you guys ever heard the saying that I'd rather be hurt by the truth than comforted with a lie? See, that's one thing Jesus wasn't willing to do. He wasn't willing to comfort her with the lie. And see, he knew that this woman wanted change in her life. Guess what? Do you know that when you see people at their worst? Hello? Amen? When you see people in their addiction, you see people making the stupidest of choices, you see people just all bad, you think they don't want change in their life. But what they need is an encounter with Jesus Christ. Right? They need Jesus to tell them the truth. And the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You know what that means? If the truth gives you freedom, then lies mean slavery. And see, I believe that this woman was living with lies. See, she was looking for love because there was something in her heart that says, I'm looking 
for someone to love me. I'm looking for someone to give me worth. I'm looking for someone to value me. I'm looking for somebody who will see something of worth about me. And even though I break every relationship here, 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 and here, maybe I'll find one someday. And Jesus says, what you're looking for is me. Because how many guys know you may not be a woman, but you're a man, right? You're looking for things. You're looking for love. Whether it's through relationships, whether it's through drugs, whether it's through money, whether it's through his power, whether it's through reputation, whatever that thing is, you're looking for something to fill that God-shaped hole in your heart. I won't keep you much longer. How many of you guys know if Jesus had never told her the truth, she would never have experienced change in her life? See, but the thing is, is we want truth. I mean, if we want change, we got to be willing to hear the truth. See, guess what? She could have ran away from Jesus. She could have ignored Jesus, but she listened to Jesus. And she said, you're right about what you're saying about me. Everything you're saying about me is true. I'm not even going to deny it. All those things you know about me, God, are true. How many of you guys know that if you want to change, you have to get to the place where you start listening to what God is saying to your life. And you begin to confess to God, everything you're saying about me is true. Stop denying what you know is true. Stop fighting the Lord's work in your life. If we reject the truth about our condition and about the needs to change, we will live our lives like a slave. 